Welcome to Cycling New South Wales Heritage Commission's podcast, the history of our wonderful sport. As part of the Cycling New South Wales Heritage Commission, we did plan to document the history of the state cycle clubs, with an extra plan to identify any of the long-serving administrators in those clubs. While the recent cycling restructure has somewhat sidetracked that project for a while, a number of the clubs were investigated, with the Harlequin Wheelman Club in Sydney's north identified as having a great connection to the past. But as this podcast explains, it's also home to one of the longest-serving administrators, who we believe should be recognised for clocking up over 40 years on the club executive. The following is a brief story on David Ruggiero and his precious Harlequin Wheelman Cycle Club. Old-time cyclists will tell you about the great rivalry between cycling's administration bodies, the League of Wheelmen, the Pros, and the Cyclist Union, the Amateurs. The New South Wales Cyclist Union was formed in 1883 off principles set by the British Amateur Cyclist Union, while the League was established in 1893 and really was just the formalising of the good old Aussie colonial cash racing sports carnivals that were so popular in the late 19th century and into the 20th century. However, in modern times, the complexity of having two cycling administration bodies had become apparent. So it was very significant in a period when the League of Wheelmen pro cycling clubs were disappearing across New South Wales that Harlequin Wheelman League Cycling Club formed in January 1982. Harlequin Club's founder, Dave Ruggiero, was at the time a member of an old pro cycling club in Bathurst that had been affiliated with the league when it was first established in 1893. The Bathurst Club formed by one of Australia's great early pro riders on the penny farthings, Mr George Wyburn. As a proud young League of Wheelman rider in the 1970s and 80s, Dave Ruggiero was aware of the great history and culture of the old league pro racing in New South Wales and Australia. He had been a winner of the historic New South Wales League of Wheelman professional road race, the Bathurst to Sydney. This classic event was established in 1905 by one of Australia's great early promoters, Hugh D. McIntosh, as a rival event to Victoria's legendary Melbourne to Warrnambool. In the 1980s, Dave Ruggiero noticed the changing environment and rapid development of Pro-Am events would eventually result in the demise of the League of Wheelmen. It was clear that the softening of restrictions between the pros and the amateurs was to the advantage of the Amateur Cyclist Union. In David's words, the Amateur Cyclist Union were concentrating on taking over the sport, while the League of Wheelmen were just trying to put on good bike races. Here's David talking about the Harlequin Club just prior to the New South Wales League reunion around a decade ago. The Harlequin Wheelman was formed, and really that's the continuation of the Bathurst Pro Club in some ways, isn't it? Well, I, you could say that. You I could mean, say. Yeah, I mean, Greg didn't want to go back to the amateurs, and I didn't want to turn the amateur. So we got caught out. We were too busy running races, and the amateurs were too busy playing politics. And Terry Sumner said we got we got the rough end of the pineapple. But our races were good. We loved our races. Yeah. I made a silly decision of forming a club. 
I said to Terry, how many do we need for a club? And he said, one. I said, okay, all right, we've got three. (laughs) That formed from like a hundred years of pro racing here in Bathurst. Yeah. Which you were mixed up in. I still noticed that on your jersey you've got the League of Wilmington. Yeah, yeah. The League is still in existence, believe it or not. In, in paper only. Um, oh, really? All the record, yeah, all the records are there. Terry, Terry Sumner's got all the records. With the writing on the wall for Bathurst and the other New South Wales League of Wheelman clubs, Dave jumped into action to form the Harlequin Club, which was probably the last New South Wales League of Wheelman club to be established. But in doing so, he continued a cycling culture that stretched back to when Australia's pro racing was the best in the world. Remembering the League of Wheelmen racing in 1890 attracted American superstar Arthur Zimmerman. Then in the early 1900s, world champions such as Major Taylor. Funny, I've only just realised while doing the following interview that Dave, in creating Harlequin, never intended to make a giant stand against cycling principles or groups, nor did he want to carve a special place in history for himself. He just wanted to ensure a good old Aussie sporting culture that had been developed in these old-fashioned sports carnivals continued. A culture where different people of all sporting levels could come together, have a bit of a go and then celebrate afterwards. It became clear that Harlequin, as the last of the old League of Wheelman clubs, was actually home for riders caught out in fairly hostile times of the integration of the sport. This included some high-profile riders that were moving between the amateurs and the professional level internationally. So Harlequin Club does honour a proud cycling tradition, which is unique to Australia and recognised all over the world in the early days of the sport. The League of Wheelmen was absorbed into Australian Cycling Federation long ago. Likewise, the Harlequin Cycle Club of today is fully affiliated with the Oz Cycling structure and is one of the most successful on the national age group cycling circuit. But that badge of the League of Wheelmen is still worn by the Harlequin members today, more than 40 years after Dave Ruggiero realised that someone needed to step up and continue Australian cycling culture of competition and unity where everyone gets a crack at the big prize. That badge on the Harlequin riders is a connection to a time when Australia was on top of the cycling world. As chair of the Cycling New South Wales Heritage Commission, I'm thankful that Dave Ruggiero had a vision in 1982 to create a connection to our Australian cycling origins, which was full of larrikins and included everyday ordinary workers whose race fitness came from full-time work. And it connects to that unique Aussie League of Wheelmen and Wheel Women cycling culture. It's worth just going through how Harlequin started. Yeah, I thought, well, I don't particularly want to turn amateur for a start. And I wanted to keep racing as a pro. And Greg wanted to keep racing as a pro. And Greg was going to the world's. Exactly right. So, uh, yeah, and that, and you, and yourself. Yeah, uh, uh, we were the sort we of have the three we were, musketeers. Well, myself <laughs> has probably not realised until I got chairman of this heritage committee. That was a lot of insight to say you've got to keep this badge. This is a lot of history. Yeah, uh, so. um, and because uh, there was pro racing in Australia before Europe. Um, 
because of the country, the country riders. That's where the old Australian pros come from, down-to-earth country riders. Well, the greatest the pro racing clubs. in the world, really. Yeah, we, Those had, big we had the second longest road race in the world, yeah. Melbourne to Warrnambool. And the richest um, races, the Sydney Thousand when it started yeah. and Major Taylor and, and Zimmerman when they come out, the greatest races in the world were coming to Australia to race the old pro stuff. And well, that's exactly right. Major Taylor, he, he uh, my grandfather met Major Taylor because they were very religious. religious. My, yeah. my grandfather was a Methodist lay preacher. Major Taylor was Methodist. So um, they met in... Uh, up in the high country somewhere. I actually had Major Taylor's fob watch chain. Wow. Um, but it got stolen, which had, it was like a, a, a Maltese cross with the Lord's Prayer on it. Oh, I'm, st- I'm still angry about it. Oh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you because um, he's a big deal now. Oh, I've got the book. Yeah, have you? You're such um, an incredible athlete. Yeah, Major Taylor was mm. just ahead of his. Yeah. So... You all aware of that? Like we didn't understand just how important that is because all these famous Bathurst pros, right back, George Wybird was yeah. a professional Don champion. Don Wybird, Don Wybird was my, uh, he was a teacher at Scots. Yeah, yeah. When a I great was at, when pro I was champion. At Scots. Yeah. We had like a world champion in that Frank Corry. Like he was a great rider. So there were so many reasons to get the three musketeers <laughs> to keep that going, but maybe we didn't realise as much as you did till now. I just think it's just such a wonderful story because we still I come in here and I can see that great badge there <laughs> up on the wall. Yeah, well, it's on our jersey, as yeah. you know. Yeah. And it'll stay there as far as uh, yeah. as long as I can keep breathing. Well, the league um, sort of exists through Harlequin, doesn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, and that's right. And And the league is always... Forefront on our letterhead, you know, it's it's still it still exists for me. Well, um, it's the spirit of it, and yeah. that's what history is. We're yeah. just trying to to hold the spirit, and so that's it's why it's like important the to celebrate. Of yes, yeah. Mm. So that's how it started. That's why we're not a big club because I don't think a lot of people understand the guys and girls I have now, like Katie and Ross, yeah. and the two Andys and John. Um, they know that. It's based on the old ethos of the league. Um, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a wonderful thing that you celebrate it. There's these great events like the, the Bathurst to Penrith. The, it was a great race, you know. And yeah. at first the Bathurst to Penrith was, was born from that Eugene McIntosh wanting to take on the, the guys down at the Warnerbull. He yeah. wanted to – it was a rival event for the Warnerbull, you know, so – Look back on the old Bathurst 50s and all those 50s that are around the, the country, which, you know, there'd be so many uh, ancestors of bike riders now that their yeah. big thing was to win the Mudgee 50 or the Bathurst 50 and those things. Yeah, the Wagga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just huge events, which, but a great thing for you to win the Bathurst to Penrith, such a prized event of, of the league. Well, I was lucky and I had a good handicap. <laughs> <laughs> no, you Bloody good cyclist. Yeah. It was good coming down Lapstone Hill and um, the police guy said in front, he said, uh, he said, oh, I think you're okay. And um, the police escort guy went out in front of us and he was slipstreaming us. Mr. Cockshot, 
there were two of us, and um, we were hitting over 60 mile an hour yeah, yeah. coming down Lapstone Hill. Yeah. And he was going far, the, the policeman was going faster, and of course, we were going faster. Yeah, and I, yeah. I was on 5413, which yeah. was my biggest gear, and I was spinning out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what a great feeling to think, I've got this, but you're never sure. Well, like, you're never sure. Oh. oh, yeah, well, I let out from yeah. about, oh, 300 metres. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was out of the saddle for 300 metres. There was no way I was going to lose. <laughs> I was glad I won that because I'm in the record book. I, 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 You'd like to be on that cooter on a roll. Yeah. Um, and I was in a break of 10. And I let out too early. I let, I let um, Barry O'Hagan out and, of course, yeah. he won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Curses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So just to re-stress the point, the Harlequin League of Wheelmen Club of the late 1980s is pretty much the last stand for the New South Wales League in the North during the takeover period, with a number of homeless, high-profile pros using Harlequin as a refuge for a variety of reasons. Here's David talking about well-known Bathurst League of Wheelmen pro rider Graham State and his son Adam joining Harlequin during that time. David also mentioning the membership number, which you will notice on the jersey of each of the Harlequin Club riders. Stady was a member in the 90s. Was he? As was his son. Yeah, Adam. Yeah. So because what happened? Stady was he one wanted, of the ones he, he to join to, Amateur, and then yeah, he wanted he, to come back. He wanted to raise pro, and because he had to join a club, he joined us. So that's, that's, that's how he joined. And then Adam joined. Because Stady said, look, I'm one of the ones that want want to go amateur because I want to race with the, with Adam and he's in the junior, yeah. so it's all good for me and Adam to race together. Then they went and did it and they didn't like it and he wanted to go back. Um, yeah, Dady was number 13. Yeah. And Adam was number 21. These Jerry and David interviews were done at the end of summer 2023. While we were talking to David, he was actually creating plaques for the Harlequin Club's live members. He was also very excited, having just awarded the Harlequin Cup, the club's major achievement award. You're putting them together for life members, a little yeah. plaque, and yeah. well, how's well, it going to work? Got, well, I'm going through the list. So I've got one for John Bell, and there's Greg's there, Yeah, uh, yours, and then there's um, Eddie Salas, Jeff Stoker. A um, couple of good white riders there. A couple of good white riders <laughs> yeah. there. Um, and uh, who else? Oh, Peter Robinson. Um, Jerry's a life member. Yeah. Uh, of course he is. Team. So you're part of this his history as well, of course. Oh, I, I just feel so honoured, actually. Yeah. To be supporting David. Have you got a plaque like mine yet? Oh, uh, exactly the same. <laughs> have you? you have. I have, and I'm absolutely thrilled. Oh, I'm... that's great. I hate that I got one and he didn't. But that's the thing with Dave, like he thinks of everybody. Yeah, yeah, he does. that's what makes him so special. And here we are, we're still going. Absolutely. All these years. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy about Harlequin at the moment. We've got... A crash-hot women's team who have won two Australian championships yeah. second mm. this year. Um, we've got crash-hot masters, team time trial teams. But we're the, one of the smallest clubs in Australia. This year we've done something really different 
that other clubs haven't probably never done. Yeah. We've actually given the Harlequin Cup to the coach, Don Blackman. Yeah. yeah. He was he he was uh, presented with the Harlequin Cup a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And of course, he has so much heritage himself in the sport. From absolutely, yeah, yeah. So state coach, and and he had a scientific and, uh, basis to his coaching, which no one appreciated till later on. You know, I mean, John John Layton yeah. formed the core yeah. of the teams. Yeah, but Don has just taken it to the next yeah. level. What's the origins of the Harlequin Cup? When did well, that come? It's always been Craig Lifton, 19, 1983. How about that? Eddie. It's not presented every year. Yeah, it's not yeah. an annual trophy. It's when JB and I feel like yeah. we want to give it out. Eddie Sellers, That was the year he won the, the Australian Pro Championships. Yep. Jeff Stoker. Would have won the Worlds, I suppose, would he, or yeah. around then? Um, he's up to, what, 35 world titles? Yeah. Oh, so I've lost count. <laughs> Rob Upton. Gee, Rob Upton was going good around there. And then there's a gap to Katie. Yep. And then Don. Don in 22. It's special. So since 1982, David has always held a major position on the Harlequin Executive secretary and treasurer, and for many years working in both those roles. In the early years, pretty much all the members had a position. Greg Clifton, the president, before David's dad, Gus, took over. David's mum, Tops, treasurer. While club captain was Mark Windsor, before Jared O'Shea. Then Eddie Salas, before Jeff Stoker, would take on a number of positions on the Harlequin executive. Other key figures in the early days included Clary Smith and John Bell. Here's David and Jerry talking about John's significant contribution to Harlequin. JB, he's been around with you for a long time. Oh, yes. Hasn't he? Yeah, he's been, yeah. been a really loyal club member. When did you get together? Well, J, JB was sponsored by Lenny Rogers. Ah. And Clary Smith ah. was the owner of Lenny Rogers back then. Yeah. And Clary was our president back then. Ah. Um, after, my, after my dad. Because dad was president for a little while. Clary came in and uh, that's the, yeah John sort of just joined and joined then raced. ah right oh so it's yeah. the connection and yeah. so uh, and then how long did that little group stick together for a long time oh a long imagine. time finish the podcast with current president Ross Bowles talking of the great contribution David has made to Harlequin and also the club still trying to maintain that ethos that David has talked about in this podcast in a modern heavily regulated Oz cycling structure where clubs tend to blend into each other where management does not just concern itself with the activity of cycling but also its image and its position in general modern day politics. So we have the current Harlequin president, uh, Ross Bowles, uh, for a quick chat. And uh, Ross, we've been uh, doing the Dave Ruggiero and Harlequin story. And uh, 40 years on the executive is pretty impressive by Dave Ruggiero, isn't it? Oh, it, it certainly is, Mark. It's, um, it doesn't happen these days. Um, even in, in the older, older eras, um, there was a, a big turnover and uh, you might have got someone that would um, stay with... Uh, 
in a position for, for 10 or 20 years, but no, it's, it's certainly outstanding, so it's such a great job. It's worth celebrating, and that's what this podcast is actually looking to do. And of course, Dave is the founder of the club, and uh, you're hoping to uh, actually have a little bit of a function. That's, that's right, mate. We're going to have just a, a coffee ride, which... Um, David and Jerry love doing and on all the beaches and end up with a, a bit of a get together and, uh, and a surprise uh, celebration for him and, um, and a presentation which will be just a bit small but he's very valuable and, and we appreciate uh, difficult times he's got through and, and what he does for us now. The, the club itself is quite unique. It has this connection with the old league of wheelmen and Dave often talks about this ethos but I think it's all around being able to switch on and switch off in that you go out and you try to race hard and race at your potential, take great pride in the way that you work in a race and, uh, and as I said, reach your potential. But at the end of it, you switch off and uh, you have a real social side and a lot of support for each other. So you can do both. You can be competitive and have that social side. Yeah, that's certainly a great description, Mark. It's, it's what I grew up with um, in the 70s and 80s in, in Victoria with the League of Victorian Women. And um, we were, as amateurs, we were very envious of the social side. Um, we didn't drink as much beer as them, but it was amazing to be uh, rubbing shoulders with the top pros in Australia, some of them world level. Uh, we would race hard, as you said, right in. Now, eventually with the, the pros in the uh, Pro-Am races was unbelievable and uh yeah being able to switch off uh and hang about with them and hear the stories was, was just incredible it really was you also pride yourselves on how well you go in your team's racing it is a matter of taking the racing seriously but being able to to switch off and be social it, it, it is a bit of an art isn't it um we get together really well at these when we go away uh, what i like about the harlequin We've got a lot of riders who enjoy the championship races. So whether it's um, states, um, nationals, down at Ballarat or worlds, um, we, we really enjoy that social mix. And being able to switch off um, is wonderful. Uh, not take it too serious, but each of us in our own age groups are able to uh, you know, put in 110% and make sure that we're uh, contributing to the to Harlequin success. That means a lot. Uh, wearing Harlequin jersey is, is certainly um, a very proud moment for us. You've been listening to Cycling New South Wales Heritage Commission's podcast. Thanks to Dried Arrangement for the music in this story. This is Heritage Commission Chairman Mark Windsor saying thanks for listening. Hours been-